Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into Budapest.fm, Europe's premier podcast channel, bringing you the best interviews, culture, and entertainment from the heart of Hungary's vibrant capital city. Join us each week as we take you on a journey through Budapest's rich history and exciting modern-day scene. With exclusive interviews, insightful commentary, Budapest.fm is your go-to source for all things Central Europe. Welcome to the Budapest Expat Podcast, the show where we talk to people from around the world who have made Budapest their home. I'm Ray, your fun-loving journalist with a knack for finding exciting stories. And I'm Tom, the guy who brings laughter to the table and turns any frown upside down. How's it going, Ray? (laughs) I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Tom? Life is so nice. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So who's on this week's episode, Tom? Well, I'm so glad you asked. On this episode, we have a special guest who has an intriguing background in journalism and a connection to Hungary that is as rich as a bowl of goulash. That's right, Tom. Our guest has worked with some of the biggest names in media across the globe. You could say he's been there done that and probably has a suitcase full of souvenirs to prove it. Oh, absolutely, Ray. And now he's found himself here in Budapest, making waves in the local media scene. He's like a secret ingredient that takes a dish from good to great. (laughs) That's right, Tom. We can't wait to dive into his story and learn more about his journey from far-off lands to the vibrant streets of Budapest. Trust us, dear listeners, you won't want to miss a minute of this adventure. So, without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to the mysterious yet delightful Arpaj Sochi. Fantastic! So, Arpad, tell us a bit about your background and how you ended up at Budapest, Hungary. I'm a journalist. I'm a graduate from the School of Journalism at Ryerson University. It's now being renamed the Metropolitan University. And I started working uh, in print at TV Guide magazine, the Canadian version. Then I moved on to be a researcher in television at CTV and then uh, to be a producer at uh, CBC Television. I did. I was one of the associate producers for the Noon Hour National Television show called Midday. Um, in the meantime, I got a job offer to work in Germany for the English language version of uh, Deutsche Welle Television. And so I accepted their job offer. I moved to Berlin in 1996, but I always kept my ties with Hungary. My father was a Hungarian refugee. He had escaped from a Soviet labor camp in Southern Hungary in 1950. And then he came to Canada, met my mom, and I'm the result. Anyway, back to my work. I worked 26 years for Deutsche Welle, but I also started working doing freelance assignments in Hungary, for example, translating museum guides, things like that. And in 2015, they approached me to do one of the English language news shows that they have on state television. And uh, so, yeah, I've been working here mainly here in Budapest since 2015. Wow, what a connection that you have here in Hungary and what a resume. Uh, What's been some of the highlights and challenges of living here in Budapest? 
I haven't had any problems adapting. I mean, I'm part Hungarian, so <laughs> I grew up in a home where Hungarian was spoken quite a bit. I certainly was, uh, you know, connected to the Hungarian language and culture since I was a baby. So there was no real problem in adapting to things here. And uh, I understood the mentality, which I don't think is very different from North American mentality. I mean, people still want to make a living. and uh, But here it's more culture oriented. I like that very, very much. So uh, that's a real positive uh, a very, very rich cultural scene, music scene and uh, literary scene, etc. So I really like that. And it, I like living here because it's a very central point in Europe where, you know, you hop on a train and you're in a number of countries within just hours. So I've had no problems adapting. And I can only say positive things about Budapest, which I think is the most gorgeous city in the world, followed by Rio de Janeiro, in my estimation, and Stockholm. Yeah, it's been years since I've been to Stockholm, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Rio de Janeiro, but absolutely agree. I think uh, Hungary, Budapest especially, is one of the most incredible cities that I've ever seen and been to, day or night. Which brings me to my next question. How would you compare Budapest to any other cities, uh, European cities, that you've spent time in? I think Budapest is the nicest city. It's the most beautiful city in the world, I would say. I mean, if you just go to the banks of the Danube and, and you look across and you see the Buddha Castle and, and you're near Parliament, I mean, this it's just gorgeous. A lot of very nice parts of town. There are some parts of town that are definitely not nice. They should really work on that. If you travel, uh, take the bus or any mode of transportation to the airport, you're going through some very rough territory, I would say. It doesn't look nice at all and doesn't give a nice first impression for a traveler who may not never have been here. Uh, once you're downtown, you see some really nice stately buildings and there's a lot of very amazing architecture around. And the regular tourist jaunts are amazing. The bath culture here, the spa culture here is fantastic. I think it, it compares favorably overall to basically every other city in the world. Arpod, I concur wholeheartedly. Budapest is one of the best destinations you can come to in Central Europe or in Europe for that matter. Totally agree. This next question, I'm always shocked when I find out something about Budapest that I didn't know. What is one of the hidden gems or something that like you'd like to do for fun here in Budapest that few people know about? I discovered kayaking. I'd never done that before. And there are a couple of really nice kayaking outfits here in the city that are very inexpensive. And uh, you go to and rent one of their kayaks and they give you all the equipment. I went to one place just in Obuda, which is a little bit north of regular Buda. I kayaked around. In fact, I was going the wrong direction and I got was getting close to uh, the Duna Arena and I was scolded by a coast guard saying, you're going the wrong way. You're not allowed to go this way. Get the heck back. So I did. And I found out that it's also very difficult getting back because I was going against the current. But anyway, kayaking is fun. And the other thing I would recommend if you're a book lover, I would visit the Seichanyi Research Library. That is very, very nice and uh, amazing. And that's in the Buddha Castle area. Seichanyi for books and kayaking on the Danube. Duly noted. Thank you very much. Now, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask anyway. Um, how's your language barrier here in Hungary? Do you speak Hungarian? I have no language barrier. I speak fluent Hungarian. Oh, I'm so jealous. I don't speak any Hungarian. Kichit Beselek Majeru. Now, being from North America or Canada, for that matter, how do you feel the culture compares to your home country? Well, I think Hungary has an incredibly rich culture, the music scene, the literary scene, theater, also a very active movie production scene. So it compares very, very favorably, in fact, much higher than what I experienced in Canada, not to be disrespectful to the English culture of Canada or the French Canadian culture, especially not to the French Canadian culture. But I would say Hungary's culture is probably much richer than most other cultures in the world. 
Nice. Now, what advice would you give to someone that might be considering moving to Hungary or to Budapest? If you're considering moving to Budapest and you're in business, then I think it's a good decision because you're basically in the center of Europe and you can pretty well travel anywhere and get to most countries within the same day by train, for example, which is very comfortable. And uh, I often travel to Berlin, for example, and I'm there 11 hours after I take off from one of the main stations here in Budapest. If you don't speak any Hungarian, young people under 25, a lot of them do speak English at least passable English. After that, you're going to have problems. So I would suggest really studying the language, which is uh, quite different than from anything else. In fact, it's more related to Asian languages than anything else in Europe. It's not related to any European languages, really. But you'll get it. Uh, it's a very logical language, actually. It's just completely different than what you're used to. I think you'll really uh, dig the uh, cultural scene. If, even if you don't really understand a theater piece or something, you'll get it from the actors' motions and things. The music scene is fantastic. You'll like it a lot. People here are very musically inclined. And I think Hungarian people are basically quite friendly. If you're uh, interested, I have to say diplomatically, if you're interested in females, then uh, Hungary, I would say, has the most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have a point there, Arpad. One of my favorite things to do is to find a local Hungarian restaurant and have at it. Are there any Hungarian dishes that you could recommend? Um, well, I would recommend what they call pörkölt, marha pörkölt. That's beef stew, and that's very good. It comes with kind of egg-based dumpling, nokedli, so that is very tasty. Desserts is uh, shomloi galushka. That's a, a devilish, outrageously high in calories, uh, chocolate, vanilla, nut-based dessert, which is great. And as for drinks, I don't really drink, but I can recommend this strong kind of brandy called palinka. It's uh, probably the most popular kind is the ones that is made from plums. So plum palinka. Ah, yes. There's nothing like palinka from the countryside. I might have drank enough for you and me both. Speaking of which, how has it been making friends and socializing? Making friends and socializing in Budapest is no problem. People are open and nice. Some of the older people are kind of uh, suspicious, maybe, if you're a foreigner. That's their problem as far as I'm concerned. But don't forget, they didn't grow up with foreigners. This is something kind of new that started in the 1990s that foreigners started coming here. No problems uh, making friends. I know of a lot of people who not just made friends, but settled down here and married their spouses, their Hungarian spouses here. So I think it all works. Story of my life. Now, Share with me uh, an incredible story that has happened to you uh, living here in Budapest. Yes, my daughter, not too long ago, uh, lost her cell phone after leaving her school, her high school. Was very, very upset. Couldn't find it anywhere on the street. Came home crying. And uh, I said to her, look, uh, we'll go to the police station. We'll file a report. At least then, you know, if the police have a, a cell phone that's been handed in, it might be yours. And then the next day I said to her, look, look I'm going to accompany you to school. Let's just retrace your steps again. And as we and she told me the area where she believed she lost it was a street corner uh, as we're walking past that street corner we didn't find it there then there's a company i noticed there was a company right beside it and then right beside that around the corner is her school and as we're walking by the company i saw a couple of ladies sitting down at their desk and i said to my daughter let's just go back let's go, just go inside and see if somebody handed in a cell phone and so we go in and uh, i said excuse me i was just wondering if by anyone has handed in a cell phone i didn't even have to finish my sentence woman opens a drawer pulls out a cell phone and that was my daughter's cell phone and I can tell you from the saddest young lady I had ever seen in my entire life was the happiest young lady I ever saw and I 
thanked them profusely. Uh, it was apparently a man who had been walking by, saw a cell phone and just did the next logical thing, went to the company reputation, thinking maybe somebody from there had lost it and handed it in. And the next day I, I bought a chocolate box and I presented it to the two lovely ladies who made my daughter's day. Wow. I love stories like that. I have also found myself in a situation that could have turned really bad, but turned out to be great because of citizens of this beautiful country. Thank you for sharing that story. Now, I've noticed recently that the cost of living has changed a great deal. Um, have you noticed that as well? The cost of living now has shocked me because of inflation supposedly caused by the war in Ukraine. Before that, everything was quite a bit cheaper than in Canada or in Germany, uh, except for food. I never noticed a big difference between Germany and Hungary if I went food shopping. So I was always wondering how pensioners uh, actually survive with what they get, although now they're getting more than they have before. So maybe that's kind of equaling out things right now. But now I'm quite shocked by the costs. And I certainly hope it's going to go down because people here only make a third of what people earn in Western Europe. Yes, I agree. I really do hope the costs do come down and more importantly, that there's a resolution to this uh, war as soon as possible. For anyone that wants to venture outside of Budapest, any locations you would suggest? Yes, I would recommend taking the train early in the morning to uh, one of the uh, near resorts at Lake Balaton or near public beaches at Lake Balaton and just relaxing for the whole day, sunbathe, swim, eat junk food at the snack bars and then take a later night train back to Budapest. I love that idea. I'm going to take you up on that maybe next weekend. Now we've gotten to my final question. You have made your life here in Budapest and you seem to enjoy it a great deal. You also have family that's from here. So my question to you is, do you plan to spend more time here or do you see yourself going back home at some point? What are your plans for the future? I plan to stay in Budapest for the rest of my life. And I don't blame you one bit. Thank you so much, Arpad, for sharing so much with us. It's really appreciated. You opened up your heart and just a wonderful time listening to your perspective on your love for this country, for this city. Thank you so much. Arpad's story is a testament to the rich and diverse expat community here. Absolutely, Tom. We're so grateful that he could join us today and share his unique perspective with our listeners. But I have to ask, where were you during the interview, Tom? Our listeners might have noticed you were a bit quiet today. Well, Ray, I, I was so captivated with Arpad's story that I, well, I lost time and forgot to chime in. But hey... That's just a testament to what an engaging guest he was, right? That's true, Tom. Now, if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, please make sure to subscribe to the Budapest Expat Podcast on your favorite listening platform. That's right. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast fix. And don't forget to leave us with a review and let us know what you think. Your feedback helps us continue to bring you engaging conversations with fascinating people just like our pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and we can't wait to share more stories with you from the vibrant and diverse world of Budapest expats. Until next time, I'm Ray. And I'm Tom, the guy who promises to ask questions on the next episode. <laughs> we'll see about that. Take care. Cheers. Agashegatra. Europe's premier podcast channel.